No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Solomon writes a prayer for the Messiah. He will bring peace and reign over all the nations. His name shall endure forever. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Well, today, as you know, is election day when we all do our best to elect who we think will do the best job in office. But you know, it doesn't matter ultimately who is in office. They are all going to be sinners. (laughs) Sinners, hopefully saved by grace. We look for those who love God and serve God and see that they are but ministers of God in the office they hold. But there is an ultimate administration coming, and that will be when Jesus Christ reigns as King of the world. And that is the ultimate administration that we look forward to. In Psalm 72, King Solomon, who himself was a glorious king, the son of David, looks forward to the reign of the Messiah who would come from him. You will recall that God told David that he would build a house for David and his descendant would reign forever. And King Solomon knew, of course, that that could not be him. He was part of the fulfillment of that promise, but there would be one who would come after him who would be the Christ. And that's who Solomon is ultimately writing about here in Psalm 72. Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. The mountains will bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will save the children of the needy. He will break in pieces the oppressor. Now this is truly the kind of king that we would want. And that's as Solomon talks about it, you know, I think probably he desired, at least early on in his reign, he desired to be that kind of a king. He looked forward to these kinds of characteristics in the king that would come, the Messiah. He first prays that God would give the king his judgments. Now, it's interesting because King Solomon, when he became king, the Lord appeared to him and said, Solomon, you can have whatever you want. And Solomon said, well, I'm young. I don't know how to reign over such a great people. So I would like wisdom and understanding to help me. And the Lord was pleased with Solomon's request. He said, you didn't ask for a long life. You didn't ask for riches. You didn't ask for a victory over your enemies. uh, But you asked for wisdom. And I will give you wisdom more than anybody else. But I'll also give you those things that you didn't ask for. So (laughs) he won the jackpot, as it were by asking for wisdom, but he also prays that the Messiah would have God's judgments and his righteousness, and that he would judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. So there is a theme in this psalm about taking care of the poor and the needy and reigning over them with righteousness and justice. 
The mountains will bring peace. Mountains in the scripture are often a symbol for governments of men. And so the government of his administration would bring the people peace. It would bring the people righteousness uh, all the way to the hills, if you will, the, the smaller jurisdictions of government. There will be peace throughout the earth. And he will bring justice to the poor. He will bring salvation to the needy. These who are often overlooked or marginalized by an, an administration, here the poor and the needy will be looked after, cared for, especially those who are poor in spirit, those who readily acknowledge Christ as king and bow the knee to him. God will care for them and he will break to pieces the oppressor. Of course, we believe that Jesus will come at the end of the Great Tribulation period, the time when the Antichrist will be ruling in the world, will demand that no one can buy or sell unless they take his mark in their right hand or their forehead. And Jesus will come and break to pieces the reign of the Antichrist and establish his reign. And so he will come. The Bible says that he will come with a rod of iron and shatter them like they were clay vessels. They shall fear you as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing, like showers that water the earth. In his days, the righteous shall flourish an abundance of peace until the moon is no more. So here we see, obviously, Solomon is not just speaking of his reign here. He's speaking of the reign of the Messiah, whose reign would endure through all generations as long as the sun and moon endure. So we are talking about the forever king here. And he will come down like rain upon the grass before mowing like showers that water the earth. You think about just how that rain, the showers, the dew that waters the earth brings forth new life. And that's what the Lord's reign will be. Imagine a perfect reign, a perfect administration and rule over all of humanity. We have nothing to compare this to in our life, uh, but that's the way it will be. And it will bring forth life and fruit throughout the earth. In his days, the righteous shall flourish and an abundance of peace until the moon is no more. So righteousness and peace until the moon is no more. Uh, again, I, I just can't wait uh, to be part of that kingdom. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Those who dwell in the wilderness will bow before him and his enemies will lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles will bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba will offer gifts. Yes, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. So here is a universal reign of the Messiah. Solomon had the largest reign as far as the number of nations and the extent of his kingdom. But not even Solomon fulfilled all of the borders that God had uh, proclaimed would belong to Israel. But here the Messiah will have no borders. He will reign from sea to sea. There will be no place on the planet that his reign does not extend to. And 
every knee shall bow. It says that uh, those who dwell in the wilderness will bow before him. His enemies will lick the dust. Those enemies, those who would dare not to give homage to Jesus Christ, the creator, the one who came and laid down his life to save us, uh, if they won't give him worship and and adore him as king, well, they will then. The, the, his enemies will lick the dust. And kings will bring gifts and worship him. Now, we might wonder who these kings are during this millennial kingdom. It's interesting, Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 says, To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And then Revelation 5, 9, in that glorious time before the throne of God, it says they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. So, we who trust in Jesus Christ, we who are part of his church, his bride, are going to be reigning with Christ, kings and priests, in that millennial kingdom. For he will deliver the needy when he cries, the poor also, and him who has no helper. He will spare the poor and needy and will save the souls of the needy. He will redeem their life from oppression and violence, and precious shall be their blood in his sight. Again, there is just the theme of the Messiah caring for the poor and the needy. It seems that they are often the object of his heart's desire, desiring their welfare. You know, and I think that we also, if we're going to have the heart and the mind of Christ, we need to care for the poor. We need to care for the needy, especially those who are poor in spirit, but also those who are impoverished physically. God cares for them. And their blood is precious in his sight. Here's the thing. God does not look at the color of the skin because beneath that, we all have the same red blood. And all of that red blood is precious in the sight of God. It is so with God. It ought to be with us as well. And he shall live, and the gold of Sheba will be given to him. Prayer also will be made for him continually, and daily he shall be praised. Now, in the Old Testament, they would offer the burnt offerings in the morning and evening. This would be their sacrifices of consecration, and it would come before the Lord as a fragrant aroma. But in the millennial kingdom, it's really speaking of the praises being offered continually before God, and he shall be praised. There will be an abundance of grain in the earth. On the top of the mountains, its fruit shall wave like Lebanon, and those of the city shall flourish like grass of the earth. His name shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. And so there will be an ultimate prosperity in the world during that time. The abundance of grain, the crops will be blessed. 
The fruit shall wave like Lebanon. It will be a fruitful time in the earth. Of course, we are told that there will be a great uh, lengthening of the lifespan during that time. And he shall bless all and all will bless him. Now, that's a fulfillment of what God told Abraham. He said that in you and in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And therefore, Christ will be a blessing to the entire world, but they will also in turn bless him. Then it ends with a benediction. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. You know, you can't help but just get a smile on your face when you think about this kingdom that we are destined for if we trust in Jesus Christ. And I believe that even though we should definitely do our part in making this kingdom on earth as good as it can be with whomever we elect into offices, we need to pray for them. But we are also looking forward to the amazing, perfect reign of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we look forward to that with great joy and hope. Verse 20 says, the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. And so this now concludes the second book of the Psalms. There are five. And tomorrow we will continue with book three, beginning in Psalm 73. Hope you can join us. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where Asaph almost stumbled when he considered the prosperity of the wicked. But when he entered the Lord's sanctuary, he understood their end and his glory. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. (laughs) 